Hey guys, welcome to the Tea in Tokyo podcast. This is the final installment of our Kyoto trip. My name is Somia. And I'm Ellie. And what did we do on our last day? So we had a traditional Buddhist vegetarian meal in a temple and we explored the Arishiyama district. Yeah, that's right. That and a lot more coming up right now. Alright, well, this is the last day of our Kyoto trip. In this one, we went to the Arashiyama district. This is a very famous district. I'm known for like being like a really like nice chilled area. Mm. Um, that's like very naturey. It kind of feels like you've gone kind of into the past and mm. in a more like traditional area. The vibe here was more, I think at least for me, what I had anticipated for all of Kyoto. Yeah, yeah, I think so too. Like it didn't seem like a big city. You know, because there weren't like any tall like buildings or anything yeah. like that. Yeah, so this is the area we went to. Now, uh, the first thing we did in this area is we went to the shrine called Tenruji Temple. And specifically, the reason we went there is because we wanted to try a traditional Buddhist um, vegetarian meal called a Shojin Ryori. And we had a booking. So my friend actually sent us this on, like, she messaged just this place and was like, hey, you want to try some traditional food? This mm. is a vegetarian one. Yeah. So um, we booked for 11, which is when the shrine opens. So it was, like, the earliest booking. Because we figured, like, we were flying back at the end of this day, so we wanted to make sure we had, like, I don't know, time to do this. In terms of, like, food, the thing that Kyoto is known for is, like, a multi-course dish. Now, normally these... Food, these dishes have meat in them they're generally served in ryokans right for like breakfast or dinner there mm. but obviously we need one that is vegetarian mm. and um yeah this this place really is like the top of the list in terms of vegetarian yeah. multi-course uh dishes so yeah so we went in there and it was like this traditional like tatami mat floored sitting on the floor uh restaurant was well, in the right. temple as well yeah yeah it's within the so temple we got well. lost when we were trying to find it at first um, because we didn't, well, at least for me, I didn't realize it was like inside the temple. So you like pay through the admissions gate and then yeah. you find your way from there. So we eventually found it. <laughs> so it's 3,300 yen uh, per person, which is yeah. fairly cheap for these sort of meals. Like, And for the amount of food we got, really cheap. Yeah. Like we got six, uh, it was five dishes plus a soup plus rice. And normally, like for the meat one, for the other ones, you can pay like seven to 10,000 yen per yeah, person for, sure. for these. So the fact that we only pay 3,300 per person is really cheap. And the fact that it was like inside this, like the room in the temple. Yeah. So it felt like, I don't know, this is like the room that all the like monks used to sit and eat their meals in. Like, yeah, that's, that's, the, right. that's what it felt like we were doing. Yeah. Now in terms of like, what were the dishes themselves? I have no idea. <laughs> I, I didn't know what it was when, when I was eating it and I don't know what it, what it is well, now. No, we can say for a fact there was rice. <laughs> yeah. Rice. There was a pumpkin soup. The dessert was a persimmon, which is like a Japanese fruit, or at least an Asian fruit. I'd never heard of it in New Zealand before. Mm. Um, there was some pickled vegetables. There was tofu. There was some bread soup thing where the bread was like sitting in the soup. So some you got kind of annoyed because I didn't eat it. Cause I do not like soggy bread. I'm sorry. Um, I honestly do not think that was bread. It looked like bread. And then there was like, it was like a dough ball thing which had mushrooms in it. And it kind of tasted like stuffing. I don't know what it was though. Yeah, anything? I think so. uh, there was probably a couple more, but who knows what it yeah. was. 
Well, one thing I noticed actually a lot of people having is beer. Yeah. <laughs> like, we did not have beer, but like almost every other person in there was drinking beer with it. So I don't know, maybe beer pairs really well with whatever they're feeding us. I did not like it. <laughs> really. <laughs> not, not like, not at all. Like it wasn't completely gross or anything, but it was like too authentic for me. <laughs> yeah. You know, it was like... Uh, so, so this is like, like I said, this is what like British, uh, British, not British. This is what Buddhist monks eat. Oh, but you got, I was drinking tea. Uh, I was so yeah, it's what Buddhist monks uh, traditionally eat. Like it's their vegetarian meal, right? With like traditional flavoring, like seasonal ingredients. Yeah, I feel like they haven't changed this recipe since like the 15th century or whatever, like when they made it. And mm. back then, like they didn't know what flavor was, you know. <laughs> And no. like they, they didn't they didn't have salt shakers back then. It's just <laughs> and, different, okay. <laughs> yeah, like I don't know. I feel like there needs to be like a modern twist to this or something. Cause the pumpkin soup was really nice. Yeah, it was okay. It 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 was just it was so fresh, and I feel like like it, it had just come out of the garden and onto our plates. And maybe that's a bit too fresh, you know. Maybe I like my food to be a little bit processed, to have like other ingredients chucked in there for for you know for flavor purposes i mean for me it was like it wasn't that it wasn't in here enough flavor it was just that it wasn't flavors i was used to yeah you maybe know? that was it like i feel like the for one thing like the pickled vegetables were like seriously strong like strong vinegar flavor like too much for me and then like i remember one of the dishes was like it was something wrapped up in a leaf, and we were like, are we meant to eat this? Or, like, do we eat the leaf? Do we take it out of the leaf? And so we just left it. We were like, Yeah, it was a this? green, like, paste, and I didn't know what the hell it was. Yeah. It honestly looked like it was there to, like, the way that it was wrapped up in the leaf and stuff, like, it it almost seemed like a, um, you know, like a urinal cake? <laughs> like a what? A urinal cake. A urinal cake? Yeah. Oh, you're a girl, so you don't know. No! So in urinals, they have, like, these cakes that they put in there, like, to, you know, freshen it up and stuff. Well, like a scented thing. Yeah. But you pee on it. Yeah. Okay, wow, you... this is new information <laughs> for me. Yeah, because when you pee on it, then you, like, get rid of the outer layers, and then it, the fresh layer inside, like, you know, and, and it's meant to, like, you know, it, it smells nice, and it keeps everything fresh and stuff. It's basically just, like, a normal, um, you know, one of those things that you put in a toilet when you, when you flush it, it. Yeah. Yeah, it, wow. it's basically that. And, like, in this, uh, it wrapped up in this leaf, it felt like the food equivalent of that, where it's just meant to, like, keep everything fresh and, like, f to stop, like, flies from coming or something, but you're not actually meant to eat it, but who like, knows. the section that it was with, though, was, like, that was on the dish, which had a bunch of, like, the part that I really liked was it had a bunch of nice vegetables. Like, really nice, fresh, kind of, like, steamed vegetables. Mm. So, like, I had everything else that was in that bowl, but just not that one part, because I wasn't sure about it. And do you know the other thing, the tofu? Like, I think I'm too used to, like, the tofu that we buy in the store. Because this one was clearly, like, handmade. And the texture was, like, a little bit too different from what I'm used to. Like, it was, the texture was closer. It was, like, a mix between tofu and temper, almost. And I do not like the texture of temper. I don't know what temper is, but, yeah, I don't like the texture of this either. Yeah. It was so, too soft. Yeah, it was, like, it was one of those things where it was an interesting experience. And I'm really glad we did it. Yeah. But, like, I would not be eating that every day. Yeah, neither. I think, like I said, like, Kyoto is known for these sort of um, yeah. meals. So, you know, have them. But and this one specifically is, like, a specific one. The name of it, the Shoujin Ryoji or whatever, yeah. is, like, a specific Buddhist vegetarian meal. 
that yeah. like I totally recommend having if you're in Kyoto because it was like it was very cool. Mm. But yeah, the other thing that like um, I couldn't eat was the which was on my own mind stopped me from eating it was the the main part. I feel like it was meant to be like the filling part was the little like ball of stuffing which had like mushrooms inside of it but it was those mushrooms that have the really long stems and I bit into it and I just in my mind I was like those look like worms and then I like I couldn't eat it because my brain was like no 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 Ali you cannot eat the worms <laughs> so like I don't know yeah I, I definitely didn't have that issue um, yeah, yeah. but I don't know if I even finished eating that because yeah I just wasn't that keen part of this though is probably our fault as well because this was the last day at the hotel and we had free breakfast now this was essentially breakfast for us right because we had it at 11 o'clock but i did not want to waste the free breakfast Somia went so, hard. so we were probably eating at the hotel at like 9 30 mm. um because yeah because the breakfast ends at 10 there and my plan was to not eat much but that did not happen because i was like no i need to make the most of this so i still had like just just as much more, food, more. if not more than i did the other days like you know i just had everything he so went, like fair, he had yeah. a lot of food like yeah and i had my normal amount but i was still like i wasn't quite hungry enough yet for this many dishes like if anything we should have skipped breakfast but because it was free without booking we didn't want to yeah exactly so yeah i was really 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 full like when i came to this restaurant um so that probably didn't help like you know maybe if i was more hungry yeah maybe the the experience would have been completely different but i don't know yeah but it was still a good experience like i think obviously vegan vegetarian go to this one or if you're not and you don't mind eating meat then i suppose you could find like a meat-based one yeah but no it wouldn't be the same it wouldn't be the shoujin ryoji or whatever it was mm-hmm. now um so yeah so th- this place like we said is located in a temple called uh, tenruji temple this temple was built back in 1339 and it is a um like most other buildings in Kyoto, it was destroyed by fires <laughs> and wars. So most of the buildings um, were built, were rebuilt in the 19th century. Um, however, the one thing that is the original from way back in the day is the garden. Mm. So, um, yeah, it has like a really nice big garden for you to explore. And yeah, this, this garden's up there as like one of my favorite gardens that we saw in Kyoto. Really nice. Um, but yeah i mean don't really know what else to say about this garden yeah, i mean it was yeah it was cool it had a bunch of aspects to it like it did have like a little bamboo its own bambooy bit yeah so that was kind of cool so maybe if you don't have time to go to the next thing we'll talk about which is the bamboo forest you could do your photos in front of this and like honestly like no one would know that you weren't at the actual bamboo forest yeah one thing that we didn't do is that we didn't pay money to go into the actual temple itself um only because uh like you there wasn't really a whole lot inside the temple uh, instead you just walk around the perimeter of the temple and mm. um you can walk like on the outer outer perimeter like on yeah. foot uh, for free so we kind of figured like there wasn't really a whole lot of like the difference is, is you would be higher up because we were on the ground whereas if you're walking on the perimeter you're going to be like a meter higher so yeah. maybe if you want a better view of the garden but you have to like take your shoes off so we're like yeah screw that we can't be bothered taking our shoes yeah, off we've been to enough temples at this point yeah yeah <laughs> um so yeah so then after that we walked to the um probably like the most famous thing to do in kyoto like in Mm -hmm. terms of photos is the um arashiyama bamboo grove okay Mm -hmm. the bamboo forest you've like all seen photos of this apparently this area used to be like a much larger bamboo forest but a lot of it was cut down for like agriculture and housing and things like that but there was a small part that was protected in 1967 so not that long ago like this you know this this being like a special place 
um, is fairly recent, and it's really only because of tourists that it's special. I think it's because the photos look cool, to yeah. be honest. Like, the reason it's special is because you can get good photos. Yeah. Um, it was cool, though. The bamboos, like, the bamboo trees are, like, really, really tall. Mm. My dad was like, send me a root cutting. And <laughs> I was like, I don't think I'm allowed to just, like, break in and <laughs> steal the roots. But we say it's busy, but I'm for sure this would be quiet compared to, like, actual tourist time oh yeah for sure the the bamboo grove itself like didn't wasn't overly busy um i thought the town part was Mm. like when people were walking around going to like you know wherever they were going uh but yeah the bamboo part was not busy but like you know this is not gonna be the case when you're here um when it's not (laughs) a coronavirus i mean it was one of those things where it was still busy enough where it was difficult to get photos with no one in the background because there's just always other people walking in the same pathway. Yeah. The pathway, the thing, difference between this, I think, and Fushimi Inari was that Inari had, like, was so long and there were so many twists and turns, you could get those photos. Mm. But here, it was, like, a straight thing yeah. most of the time. So, yeah. Yeah. It, it also, um, it's not quite what I was expecting. Like, I, I thought it would be more of a forested area, but it wasn't really. It, like, this this is by no means a forest. Yeah. You know? It's, yeah. um... You know, it's like in the middle of a neighborhood, and there's some bamboo trees that have. And there's a yeah, there's a short walk through it. Yeah, it's very it. short walk. Yeah. And like you can't get into the bamboo part. You can't get a photo standing next to the bamboo tree because there's like along the concrete walkway, like along the sides of it, they've put up like it's fences. Yeah. Yeah, fences. I'm guessing to stop people from going in and damaging it when yeah, they try to yeah. get their photo. Yeah. But yeah, so you can still you can still totally do it. And we accidentally started a photo trend spot. Like, there was, like, a little ditch in the side where there was, like, it, like, went backwards a bit so you could get a photo with no people. And then while we were taking photos, people started, like, lining up behind us. And then when we left, everyone was taking photos. And we are like, oh, we started a trend. Yeah, it's funny how that happens. Like, that first happened when we were at Toji Temple. Yeah. Where, like, you know, as soon as you find an angle, other people want that angle. Yeah. Um, Yeah, so I'm glad we found that first. It was a good spot. Yeah, it was great, yeah. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, so, like, this bamboo forest was really nice. It's, like, I think it was... um, you know, it was it was worth the hype. Like I don't I yeah. don't think it's like overhyped or anything. It's, it's yeah. nice. I mean, as long as you keep in mind that when it says forest, like I can see why you say bamboo grove. Yeah. Because yeah. that's definitely more accurate for its size. Yeah. But it's kind of like it's definitely cool because they are like so tall. Mm. Like all the other bamboo places we've been to, they're obviously like younger trees. Yeah. But these ones were like, oh yeah, these have been here for a while. <laughs> yeah, I remember we went to like another tiny bamboo forest in a in Yokohama. A, yeah, yeah, that's right. In Kanagawa somewhere. Um, which was in an actual temple itself. So mm-hmm. that was kind of like the miniature version. If you don't end up coming here, you can go listen back to our uh, Kanagawa one, yeah. trip. Yeah, one. Um, now, after that, there was, there's this like famous bridge here that I wanted to go check out. Um, so we had to walk there. Um, and someone says we had to walk there. It was a very short walk. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Like, this uh, whole area, everywhere in this area was, like, a short walking distance. Mm. But before we went there, we actually wandered for a little bit because there were a bunch of other temples near the forest. And so we were like, oh, let's go check them out. And we kind of, like, poked our heads in and then we're like, eh, we don't want to pay to go into here. But if you had yeah. more time, I reckon it could be worthwhile to, like, you could go to all the temples in this area and have that's a day that you spend. It kind of worked out anyway because we are walking through like the neighborhood and mm. it's a really really nice neighborhood it was relaxing and it was good with the like shade because otherwise it might have been too warm yeah it's like really pretty and like really like aesthetic and like when you sort of th- like when i think of like a small like japanese like town kind of thing like this is kind of what i picture yeah yeah same you know it felt like like if you lived there it would be a really nice place to live yeah 
For sure. Although, like, for me, I don't know about you, but I cannot picture... Like, if, if I'm in a place that looks like Japanese, in my mind, the first thing that I go to is um, footage of the tsunami. Really? Yeah, because, like, uh, you know, like, I, I guess that was my, my big... Like, th- that's, like, one of the few times that I've actually seen, like, a Japanese town. What right. was that? And was that, like, your normally, first exposure to a Japanese town, maybe? Yeah, I mean, when else would I see it? Like, I don't watch Japanese movies or something. The only other time that you see a Japanese, like, places is an anime. And, you know, that's not really it. Like, in terms of, like, the actual footage of a Japanese town, like, the tsunami was it. <laughs> so, the Sendai one. Yeah, so, like, whenever I, th- whenever I see a place like this, like, I just imagine, like, water coming from, like, a side. And then I kind of look around and think, okay, if a tsunami happened right now, where would I go, <laughs> you know? Well, in this area, nowhere, because like, there would be nowhere to go on this town. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so anyway, we walked to um, the famous bridge there. It's called Togetsu Kyo Bridge. But again... Which pro- it probably isn't called that. I'm probably pronouncing it super wrong. And I was going to say, Somya says famous bridge. It's famous in terms of Somya looked it up and it's like, this is in the top three most beautiful bridges of Japan. And like, mm. I posted on my Instagram story being like, eh, the bridge isn't that great. <laughs> and I had a lot of people reply and being like, I've never heard of that bridge. What do you mean? Like, Why would it be great? So maybe it's only something if you specifically mm. searched for, like, top three things in Japan. So top three gardens, top three bridges. No, I mean, this area is really famous in Kyoto, uh, yeah. Arashiyama. And if you look up this area, like, this bridge is going to come up. Okay. Uh, so, you know, in that regard, it's famous, I guess. But maybe it's not the bridge. I guess it's just the area itself, and the bridge is the landmark. So you know you're yeah. in the right area, Because right? that would make more sense to me. The bridge itself was like, it's yeah. a bridge, yeah. but the area was nice. Yeah, I was really impressed with this place. Um, like I said, like I was there purely for the bridge, because I thought that was the thing to see here, but it's not. The bridge, you know, it's it's over like a really wide um, river, and um, it has like this like pretty uh, short but long like man-made uh, waterfall there and it kind of separates like you have the river part that's really shallow like you could walk through this river and only get your toes wet um but then uh, on the other side of that waterfall is this um place that's it's kind of like a miniature lake i guess and you can rent um boats and you can go like kayaking and stuff there mm-hmm. and a lot of people were doing that and it would be like the best like we didn't do it but it'd be i can imagine it'd be really nice because on the one side you have this bridge um, which looks, you know, kind of cool. You see all the cars and stuff. But then on the other side is, like, the mountain. Yeah. It's, like, these hills um, with a lot of trees, and they've all got, like, cool-ass autumn colours. Mm. So for that, it's, like, a really aesthetic place, like, the the river with the mountains behind. And we did sit down, and we just, like, we sat down for a while and relaxed. We were like, mm. okay, that's everything we want to do in this area done. So we had a seat, like, by the yeah. riverside, and we just, like breathed it in Somia took some photos of some birds and we were gonna book those boats but my problem is they weren't kayaks they were like actual rowboats and I was busy watching so I was watching this couple where the guy was trying to like row and he was just going around in circles and like <laughs> getting closer and closer to the waterfall yeah <laughs> and like uh, some and that when I was watching this Somia was like hey should we book one of those and I was like nah because <laughs> like I reckon that would have been us, like, going around mm. in circles, like, not able to get back. Because with a kayak, would be all good. But with a rowboat, like, we've never done that before. Yeah, this is the perfect place to end your trip, though. Yeah. Um, like we did. It's it's just really relaxing, just hanging out by the river, a couple yeah. of birds there. And it's like, all of a sudden, you know, if you go, if you walk for, like, two minutes in any direction, it's so busy. Yeah. Um, and yet here, there isn't, like, that many people. Like, there's enough room for everybody. You know? Yeah. 
after the rush of the rest of our trip, it was really nice to take a seat. And yeah, it was like when you know when you're next to a river on a cold day, and so it's almost like it's extra cold because of the water, but in a nice crisp way. Mm. Like that's what the air felt like. So it was just like very refreshing. And Sonia, like, what were those birds that you were taking pictures of? Sonia got some pictures. Mm, egrets. Yeah, some yeah. egrets were chilling. Some ducks were being funny. They kept on sitting on the edge of the waterfall and then falling to the <laughs> Yeah, that was hilarious. So it was good. Um, yeah. Yeah, so that was basically, like, the end of our Kyoto trip. But before we left, um, Ellie, uh, you know, we promised Ellie that she would get to go to the, um, the thrift went shop. shopping! Yeah, so Sonia promised me on the first day when we first found this op shop... We were like, no, we don't want to spend money shopping. If we have money left when we finish and we have time, so we need these two conditions, then we can go to the op shop. And we did. So we took the bus to the op shop and, yeah, I managed to find the skirts I wanted originally were gone. But at first we found a, like a really nice coat, but it was like a bit more expensive. It was like 3,000 yen, which is still ridiculously cheap. But there were two other coats there. So one was 400 yen and one was 700 yen. And these are like nice coats. One of them is like as new quality, I'd say, the 700 yen one. And then the other one is obviously like a bit more loved. But like, come on, two like good quality winter coats for like yeah. 1,200, 1,100 yen. Even after that, that was a good deal. But, like, it was, like, the end of our trip, and we were very low on funds, and we were, like, counting mm-hmm. the coins in our wallet to be like, can Ellie buy these two? Well, yeah, I mean, it was funny because uh, originally, like you said, you were going to get that 3,000 yen one, I think, because we had enough money, and I was like, yeah, I, you know, we can get that, whatever. Um, but then, like, I was actually, I started thinking about it more, and I realized, like, man, we literally do not have that money at all because to spend on that. we forgot that we had to still spend the money on the train to the airport from Kyoto and then from the airport in Tokyo back home. Yeah, we're on a super tight budget. But but that's okay, yeah. But, you know, you ended up getting more money, like, more for your money. Um, yeah, I mean, I think I, like, I did really like the other coat. It was very, like, I don't know what the word is. Like, it's very, it was definitely very much of an aesthetic that is in fashion in Japan right now. Mm. So it was a way thinner material. So maybe I would have got less usage out of it. But, yeah. like, it was cool. I, if I see another one like that, I feel like I'm probably going to get it now that we have money again. Purely because, like, I regret not getting that one. So if I saw a similar one, mm. I'd probably be very tempted. But, yeah, so that was good fun, and that was, like, we were out of time. Like, we left, and we are like, oh, crap, we really got to go now if we want to get to the airport on time. Yeah, so then, we, you know, the two-hour uh, train ride to the airport. Which... Not to, like, end on a negative note, but, like, we there was so busy, we couldn't get seats, and our feet were really sore from all the trips, so yeah. we were standing the whole time, like, right at the very end, like, the last stop before the airport, the seats opened up separate from each other, but I was like, see ya, Sonia. Yeah, yeah. So, that was, like, one of those things where it was just like, oh, God, we're so tired, <laughs> but... Yeah, oh. man, this was, like, we packed a, packed a lot into this trip, so we got a lot, like, our, we, our efficiency was great. And yeah, we really I've made the most of our time. Told my students, like my students ask what I did in Kyoto, and I'm like, we went to twelve temples. Like every single one of them has made the joke that we are like Japanese tourists because apparently <laughs> in Japan that is the stereotype of themselves. Yeah, where like Japanese tourists are very efficient at going everywhere. Right. So all of my students have found it hilarious that the foreigners were like oh, good. being Japanese tourists. We're just like locals. We can't speak like them, but <laughs> at least we can act like them. Yeah. So, so what was your um, top three things in Kyoto for you? Top three, 
I can give you top two and then it's kind of a tie. Mm. So for me, the top one would probably be Fushimi Inari. So yeah. that was the one with the billions of Tory gates. Yeah. Um, even though I was worried about being sweaty the whole time, if you remember. But in terms of aesthetic, in terms of like it was free. So I was going to say getting your money's worth, but like you really get your money's worth because you pay nothing. Um, then the Bamboo Grove just because it was really nice. And even, like, if I could, I'd say that whole area for that same reason. Like, that was more of a relaxing time. Yeah. But, like, in that area, I'd put the Mammo Grove. And then number three is a tie between the very first temple we went to. What was that one called? Um, Daigoji Temple. Daigoji, purely because it was the start of the trip, and it was, like, nice and relaxing, and it was, like, the beginning of the excitement. It was very empty. And, uh... A tie between the one we accidentally went to. Yeah, Ikando Zenrinji. Not for the indoor part, but the outer part of that one was pretty nice. Yeah. But my top two are easy winners. To be fair, the third, those third two, it's kind of like they're only a little bit above all the others. Yeah. If that makes sense. Oh, and the op shopping, because, you know, I love getting a good sale. Whenever I wear those coats to work now, like the, well, the first time I wore them, I was like, guess how much I paid for this? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How about you? Yeah, for me, like, um, I have to say, I think the like that the area that we went to at the very end, um, Arashiyama, Arashi, Arashiyama, yeah, Arashiyama, that area just was really nice. Like the 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 river, the waterfall, mm. just just relaxing there. I think like as much as I want to go to temples and stuff, and like I'm glad that we went to all of them. Um, you know, I do like history. I do like. Like you know, if you're if you're coming to Japan, I guess, um, you know that that is the super unique thing, right? Is like the the, the, the history of Japan and things like that. So I, I love going to those things, but at the end of the day, like there's nothing beats like just nature for yeah. me. So um, yeah, so the that that water area, like the river area, was probably mm. my favorite. And then yeah, F- Fushimi and Ari Shrine, also because I guess it's sort of out. You know, you're sort of more out in nature, just climbing that hill. Yeah. And you do get some spots where it's not very busy. and Yeah, and apparently even during the busy season, that one does, like, it is possible to yeah. get spots where it's a little bit more empty. Mm. Um, all right, well, that was our Kyoto What trip. about your number three? You only gave me two. Um, oh, yeah, I don't, I don't really have a three. The oh, third well. is... Uh, so we hit the same the two. The third is the friends we made along the way. Who? The old man? <laughs> yeah, the old man. <laughs> Yeah, that's number three, actually. You know what? A nice old man. Oh, no, you know what? I'm changing my number three. Get rid of the other two. I just remembered. Sorry, I know you want to finish. What? Um, the aqueduct area. Like oh, that whole, yeah, that was The nice, aqueduct yeah. itself. Not the temple part of that, but the aqueduct, walking along the aqueduct, find those train tracks. That was like, it was very different from everything else we did. Everything else was very japanese and it's aesthetic. And yeah. this was like, more like European. Like, it had the Roman aqueduct. It had like these abandoned train tracks which could be anywhere in the world apart from all the people dressed up yeah and i feel like we like we found that by like mistake as well and yeah. it's sort of like you know you go from one thing to the next and there's just so much to do in that in that place yeah. so yeah yeah nice choice yeah so that's it <laughs> yeah all right well thank you guys for listening so um, that was the end of our kyoto trip kyoto and um yeah we'll see you guys in the next one bye all right bye